cook don't want a grocery shop take back your life let witnessing nature and food provide you and your family with eco-conscious organic tasty nutritious meals headed by internationally trained chef jennifer johnson you will enjoy the helpful food your body craves choose from meal prep meal plans catering or cooking class services just go to witnessingnature.net witnessingnature.net it's what's in the food that matters. Eat organic. Witnessing nature in everything. Happy Thursday. Welcome to our Food to Love podcast. I am your host, Chef Jennifer Johnson with Witnessing Nature and Food. And I'm dedicated to building health as wealth community so that we can all live happy, healthy, fulfilled lives. My company, Witnessing Nature and Food, is deliberate in using distinct ingredients, organically grown, and cleanly made in all aspects of our delivery of food and education. We help to understand and shift our relationship with healthy food through food services and educational seminars, cooking classes, and other public events. Promoting locally sourced organic sustainable food, providing you and your community with a fantastic experience for all of your celebration needs. After all, as we, as communities, we tend to commune the best over and around food, so it should be food to love. And today, my guest is Dr. Gilda Carl, and she is known as the Love Doc. She's written several books on um, uh, relationships, as well as New York off-Broadway shows, I Love You, You're Perfect, Now Change, um, lots of guides to dating, marriage, and mating. Uh, and so today I really want to talk a lot about, since it's uh, February is the month of love, love, sorry, um, relationship expert, our Dr. Gilda Carl here is going to help us discuss healthy eating and living how it can improve our love connection, our relationships with others, and how we can really come together over a meal and have a great relationship with other people, not, maybe not even your mate. We put down those devices and we can really just have a good relationship. Thank you for being on the show, Gilda. Oh, it is my pleasure. I love what you feed me. <laughs> <laughs> I love your whole philosophy of life. It's about love. And that's my philosophy of life, too. You come from the cooking realm. I come from the interpersonal realm. So together, we make a perfect person. There we go. Oh, perfect. I really love having all my discussions with you around relationships and so on, because, you know, we spend so much time on our devices and working and so on. And I know that um, with McKelly and I, that we really, we both cook really well and we both spend a lot of time cooking together, and it really does help build our relationship a great deal. And I know when I was younger, when you had the kids and so on, you were busy running through doing whatever sports they were doing. You weren't really connecting. And, and I noticed even when I get together sometimes with my kids in the, now, I have to tell everybody to put their devices down and actually pay attention to the meal. Uh, so, so is the problem with millennial children. <laughs> And, you know, it's not, only, general, yeah, right? it's yeah. not only millennials, certainly guilty of it. And then they're coming to me with problems in their relationships. 
and asking, well, what, what am I supposed to do? Well, you put it down, put down the device and talk. That's funny, funny. Yeah, four-letter word talk. Well, sometimes talking is really hard because people, are, I think, have gotten to the point where they really like the, the device piece because it kind of loses the... It kind of loses the face of the individual, and you can say kind of feel more comfortable to say what you mean because oh, no, people no. are very conflict adverse. Oh no! Oh, oh no! Yes, people of course are conflict averse, but if you don't have conflict, you don't have growth. That's where the are growth. you? That is that is so, so. Where are you? So so you are going to stay on one plane with your little device, and you know, and I'm getting a lot of calls from people who have three people in the bedroom, three entities in the bedroom, him, her, and it. And people are complaining to me that their spouse will not go to sleep until he or she reads what's online. I don't have to tell you what that does to the sleep uh, of that person. But, uh, you know, it's, it's as though somebody has come into their bedroom uninvited. And before you know it, that entity is taking over the relationship. So true. But let's get started with relationships and how we know it. We mentioned that I mentioned at the beginning is that we really commune over food. I mean, how many times have you gone to a party and um, maybe – they're, they have a 5,000-square-foot house or maybe a 2,000-square-foot house, and uh, nobody's ever where, and nobody's ever not too far away from where the food is all located at. Oh, That's yeah. really where we kind of spend our time with relationships. And I know in, in other cultures, they spend a great deal of time outside of their houses having food. Um, as well as that's where you go to meet people. You go to date, right? You spend time over food. But I just read a study that said that – Many people, a big percentage, I don't remember exactly what it was, but a big percentage of people eat with their cell phone. I, I believe that because I've gone to restaurants and I've seen people, and not just young people, I've seen older no, people true. all standing around with their cell phones sitting at the table, and I'm like, well, you should just text each other. Why should why stay at home and I'll have a text message party? Exactly, exactly. Well, that brings us to another issue with all this texting. We are losing the human interaction that food, by the way, can bring people together with. And when you're talking and eating, how many hands do you have? You can't be reading as well. I mean, I'm sure you can. But it's, well, a lot of people makes, think they multitask. Well, way, right? well, that's... <laughs> and they can pay attention to both. Well, I had to tell somebody. Uh, actually, he was in the swimming pool here in our building. And he was talking to me with his back turned, reading his cell phone. And I said, listen, I'm not going to respond until you talk to me directly. He said, oh, I'm so sorry. He, we're not even conscious of what we're doing anymore. True statement. True statement. I know sometimes I do that and you yell at me when I do that to you. So you tell me you put down my phone, but um, I know. <laughs> you, do, you do. And I probably would bet that a lot of my friends would say that they, uh, they, uh, they've said the same thing to me, but I'm getting much better with it because I really want to pay attention to the conversation I'm in right now. I'm trying to really stop uh, multitasking and really kind of be in the moment of what I'm doing, whether it be crafting an email to a customer or 
you know, replying to or replying to somebody else or creating menus or actually whatever I'm doing. I'm really trying to be in the moment for that one thing that I'm doing versus having well five or six things going on at the same time. When I work with anybody, I say, number one, you've got to be, be emotionally present. Are you emotionally present? And most people will respond, oh, yeah, yeah, I am. And yet, when we go down the list of how they project their emotional presence, we find out that they're really not. Now, people respond to us by the vibes that we give off. So if you want somebody to treat you well, it depends upon the vibe that you're giving out to that person. That is really true because, you know, I mean, I, well, I know you can probably tell me the statistics or the, the numbers of the studies, but, I mean, communication is less about the words you use and more about your body language and, and how you're paying attention and Body and so language on. counts 55% of personal interaction when you're up front with somebody. On the phone, of course, it doesn't come into play at all, but your vocal intonation counts 78%. So we're that talking. That makes sense because if I was to look at you and um, be paying attention and all of a sudden I roll my eyes, you all of a sudden know, oh, whatever I yeah. just said, I got a reaction from, right? And you didn't have to say a word. Right, I right. just read you. Mm-hmm. And this is what people can do very easily. And that's when somebody comes to me, I'm giving advice to that person, and says, you know, so-and-so, he was so awful to me in a text message. I said, well, how do you know that? Well, he said, blah, blah, blah. But you didn't see him. Are you sure he was just trying to be awful? Or was he busy with something else? Or multitasking with something other than you? I mean, we don't probably know. <laughs> but we don't ever know. And I, I recommend everybody put down the cell phones. And, you know, I recently had a date with somebody. And I said, do you mind if we turn off our cell phones? And he looked at me like I was from another planet. Are you from Mars or Venus? (laughs) (laughs) I'm always from Venus. (laughs) So let's talk about um, health and how you feel about yourself. And um, because I think that really how you feel about yourself is how you project who you are to other people, right? Whether you have confidence, no confidence, if you're having a bad day or your stomach's upset or, you know, you have a cold or whatever. So let's really talk about being healthy foods that I know that you're really healthy. You're very conscious about, you know, eating sugar and um, <clears throat> things that junk, junk carbs food. I, yeah. I don't eat. Things that provide zero nutrition to you. And, you know, I'm an all organic chef. And so I'm right. very serious about making sure that, you know, food, I really believe that food is, um, food is um, really your medicine cabinet. You can really feel a lot better by eating right. Um, so talk to me a little bit about the the studies that have been done about how people interact with other people and so on um, and how they feel about themselves when they do eat right and when they do feel good. When I introduce myself to somebody, I say, I'm Dr. Gilda Carl. Now, if I feel good about myself, I'm going to enunciate capital I. If I'm not feeling so great that day, I'm going to come across with a lowercase i. That person who's a recipient of my message is going to read me exactly as I feel. 
the person may not be uh, a shrink and find out that, oh, yes, I'm definitely here or there. But that person will be able to read me and then adjust his or her conversation according to what the way in which I came across. Now, when I do seminars, I have groups of people in audiences, and I say, tell me what your name is. Scream it out. I am Jane. I am. And, you know, they're just sitting there, relaxing, and they're all lowercase eyes. And now I say, do me a favor, capitalize that I. And we see a mass levitation in the audience. That's true. I see a lot of it. Even when you go to um, seminars and, and somebody says, welcome to the event, and they're like, hi. And they're like, I didn't hear you. Uh-huh. They get everybody to vocalize more yes. and bring them into the conversation. Yes. Be present. So, again, emotionally present. That's the most important to me, for starters. Emotional presence for me means capitalizing your I and continuing your dialogue with that capital I. And how do you think that uh, food plays into being, being healthy or self-esteem? When you feel good, you're going to watch what you eat because you're saying, I value myself. I'm worth it. So I can be sitting around. Now, you know that I watch what I eat. And so I could be sitting around and everybody's eating these giant things of fries and, and all kinds of stuff that I won't eat. No, well, every once in, once in a while. Yeah, no, no. I'm saying every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. But I don't eat this as a, as a matter of course. But I feel good enough about myself to say, mm, not interested in that as opposed to somebody who's kind of wishy-washy about how that person, how he or she feels, and will say, mm, that looks so good. Can I take a bite? Can I have this? You know, I think I'm going to order that also. Because that person is being swayed by the external. And I make, in one of my books, because I've written 17, so in one of my books, Don't Bet on the Prince, I talk about Are you internally controlled, such as how I just described how I'm feeling with a capital I, or are you externally controlled? Like, hmm, I'm kind of wishy-washy. Yeah, I'm I'm wishy-washy about myself, and you look like you're enjoying that soda. And uh, also, that's the worst thing ever invented. Yeah, well, I can't, I can't, (laughs) I can't drink it. I can't get it down. But. So it depends. Where is the locus of control in you? Is it external or internal? That's a very good point because a lot of times when we eat at home, when everybody's watching that you care about, right, or that cares about you, when you eat at home, you eat a lot better than when you go out because you think that you can have a cheat day. And you can find out, like, a lot of times, you know, we're in networking events or we're visiting customers or we're seeing other people, and that's a lot of cheat days if you bat them all together yeah. seven days a week, right? You could have the three yeah. meals a day. We go to a lot of events, exactly. you and I. And, uh, yeah, you, but you see, I keep telling my clients, your body doesn't know if you're at an event or at home. That's a true statement. So what, who, who are you going to satisfy, you or the outside world, the external? That's a very good point. I mean, I, I'll tell you that 
I'm not a sweet person, but you know, when you go yes, out, you are. I think you're so sweet. I love Jennifer. Thank you. Jennifer, by the way, everybody, Jennifer was the first person I met here in my building, and we've been fast friends ever since. Because I cook for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, and I don't cook, right. <laughs> but I was saying, I am, I am a sweet person. I'll go with that. <laughs> and then, um, but I, not, I don't like to eat sweets. I don't like to eat sweets a lot. Um, it has to be really good. And, you know, you go out to events and you're more gravitated towards food that actually looks great, right? Oh, yeah. And once you get it in your mouth, you're like, you're having, you know, it's just like you have an expectation of what it should taste like. Right. And there have been times, and I'm sure my chef friends may get offended by this, but there's been times where I'll put something in my mouth and I don't like it. I will find the first place to spit it out at because I'm not yeah. going to take and eat. I don't care if it's sweet or Whatever it is, if it's not good, I'm not going to eat it. I'm well, not going to waste my calories and my time and my energy on something that doesn't taste good. As I say, your body doesn't know whether you're with these friends who you're trying to impress or with uh, the outside world or at home where you're taking care of yourself. That's a very good point. Your body doesn't care either. No, your body doesn't care. It's the same thing with working out. I tell people, does the body care if you're at this very expensive gym Versus sitting around and, and working out on less substantial equipment? No. If you are working out, the body loves you. There's a lot of people out there that say working out with your own body weight at your own home. Oh, and yeah. saving, I mean, there's a reason why the, the, the health industry is a $30 billion exercise oh. industry, a health and diet exercise oh, yeah. industry, right? Because we all get a treadmill for Christmas and we start our new year. And then pretty soon by February 15th, it's a hang, clothes hanger. Hurry up, right. <laughs> place to hang my clothes (laughs) or you get a gym membership and then you then you stop going but no you're absolutely right about that i mean body doesn't care the mind is the one that gets wrapped around am i cool like my friends am i keeping up with the joneses or am i feeling good about myself your friends are going to leave you behind if you get sick those are not friends those people are going to be the acquaintances the acquaintances your acquaintances are going to be behind. They're sick. You can't go party with them. And you'll see who your friends really are. It's like getting married, right? All the single guys all of a sudden get married, and then all the one single guy's like, okay, fine, I'll get married so I can do something with the couple. Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know any guys like that, really. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, so you're, you're absolutely right about how food plays an important role, or being healthy about yourself plays an important role on um, really making sure that you feel good about yourself. It's all about the capital I. Right, the capital I. I like how you say that. Yeah. I like how the capital I is. Because you have to be important to yourself before you, you can be important to somebody else. You cannot say, I love Jennifer's food, unless you know who Jennifer is. But first you have to know who you are, who that capital I is. So it starts with healthy mind, healthy person. That's that's a very good point. Yeah, start with your own mind, yep. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we will come right back and learn more about Gilda and some February Love and Food Month.
Are you a speaker who has an inspiring, insightful message that will help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? If the answer is yes, we invite you to become a pro member of the eWomen Speakers Network. We have over 500,000 women connected through 118 chapters spread across North America. We're looking for speakers to share their wisdom and breakthrough ideas. Go to eWomenNetwork.com and join our speakers network. The benefits for pro speakers are incredible. Go to eWomenNetwork.com. Welcome back to Food to Love. I am your host, Chef Jennifer, with Witnessing Nature and Food, and I am so excited to be here with Dr. Gilda. February being the month of relationships and love, and of course, relationships and love and and uh, food all come together. Um, we were talking before the break a little bit about how being or how, how being feeling healthy makes you feel more self confident, which makes you show up differently to the public, to yourself, and to relationships. Now, let's say in this next segment. Let's say, okay, we found the one. And I know that, you know, when you're first dating and someone, you spend so much time together and you're huggy, kissy, lovey. But then after you get married and so on, that's reality. Yep, yep, you have that every day. They leave the socks on the floor and so on. Oh. Now, I was telling you at the very beginning, you know, McKelly and I, we cook together a lot and we have a ton of fun cooking together. Um, in fact, we did a, an Italian event because he's Italian. And we did an Italian event for um, some friends of ours. Um, and it was before I met you, so don't feel bad. We'll do one for you, too. <laughs> but um, we did an Italian event for friends of ours. And we, I have, you know, a different way of making things than he has. He has his grandmother's recipes. And he's, you know, from, from northern Italy. And he has his grandmother's recipes. And we were making tiramisu. And I mixed something together in the wrong order, according to him. And I said, honey, there are more ways to do things than just the, the way you do it. And he blatantly gave me who is Italian and who is not. And I was oh. like, <laughs> and but I you was see, like, even that, that funny ha-ha moment drew you more toward the bond because you were able to interact with this activity and humor. Humor is very big. In, in relationships. Oh, good, and, because and we really have a lot communicate. of that. Nobody threw a pot at the other. No, no, and honestly, okay. I mean, I, I'm not Italian. I'm Scottish and Portuguese, so <laughs> I don't know what to say. So, um, you know, and he, he's right. And so, I, you know, I don't care. You can do it different ways. There's different ways. Yeah. But when I mean, the kids were small, I used to have this uh, Dennis the Menace cartoon on the on the um, refrigerator. It basically showed the schoolhouse in the upper left-hand corner and the, and the um, home in the bottom right-hand corner quadrant and Dennis went to school in this random crazy eight pattern that went around trees and through a park and over a hill and so on when the closest path is point A to point B right and so it just helped I kept it on the refrigerator to let everybody remember that there is more than one way to get something done Mm -hmm. and just because it's your way it may not be always the right way or the way that the way that you would do it but but it can get done and so you go down to these uh, exercises that we do together and that's it's important to remember those about our partners as well as making sure that we have activities that we can do together. That's and the cooking. most important. Cooking, I think, is an extremely intimate activity um, because you learn how you interact with food. And food, like after sleep, food is your like second most important thing you do in, during the day. See, now this is a, a very interesting show because I'm not a foodie. 
And yet, I find other activities uh, just as intimate if we're bonding over something that we mutually can appreciate and have a discussion about. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. So a lot of people are not going to do that at all in their relationships because they're hung up on their stupid cell phones. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, they find out that the smartphone isn't so smart after all because the smartphone is not going to be able to hug them and kiss them and when they're down, hold them uh, and talk through a problem with them. It's the stuff that you're describing in cooking or in, in going horseback riding in my case or bicycling or something where we're building that bond. Yep, and for me, because I'm a chef. Yes, of course. But this is very interesting because also the olfactory sense is very, very potent. And you can have fabulous romantic memories just remembering how something smelled, how the fragrance of a particular dish that you created together. That's just and, a good point. Yeah, and then your subconscious can, picks that up uh-huh, and puts you back into memory uh, land. That's right. And those are part of now your history. And the, the 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 fact is that we bond together in order to forge a history. And soon we have. Oh, remember this? Remember that? Oh, and that was so funny when you did this and when you did that. But you see, we are now sharing something. That is uniquely ours, only that we have in common, that nobody else was there for. Those are very good points. Well, that's why I'm a relationship expert. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so we talked a little bit about cooking. And you cooked, I mean, honestly, that's that's a good point is that you bring up the smells and so on. You can talk, you remember you have a foul smell. You can remember, oh, remember that dish oh, we no. did together? Oh, my oh, God. You to throw it away and go oh, out. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> but but as, as the uh, sense of smell is as important as the sense of touch. Oh, yeah. Feel this, feel this pineapple. Oh, how gnarly. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I got a, a thing in my, in my finger from the pineapple. Honey, can you take it out? Oh, or oh. peach. Peaches or are soft. Or okay, peach. That's, That's a good it. one, yeah. Peaches are nice and soft, yeah. Yeah. And even families, right? So if you to say it's not just, you know, man and woman together, woman, woman, man, man, it doesn't matter. Um, it's the families, you know, bringing kids in and having kids help cook and so on. Oh, yeah. I think it teaches them a lot um, about how to help out and do some team building activities it together. It also teaches them math. Oh, that's a, that's a good point. It does teach math, yep. But, I mean, I teach cooking classes at A New Leaf um, once a month, and we typically have the same amount of kids as we do adults. And I sometimes have more fun with the kids than I do oh, with the so adults. Correct. That last one that you posted was fabulous. Oh, yeah. That little girl was so adorable. I wanted it. The just boy and the little girl. girl, they were just so yeah. nice. Oh. So sweet, so helpful. See, you know, kids are so innocent, and all they want to do is learn. It's as though they are sucking up all the love that you could give them through the interaction. Exactly. And I was even young kids, right? So um, McKelly's uh, grandkids have got these little learning centers, which you got from Ikea or whatever it is that they climb up into and they help mom cook or help dad cook. 
And I was just had a meeting and uh, her kids like to help her cook too. And it's just, it's really nice when we can get together. And like I said, we commune over food probably more than any other thing. Because you definitely don't commune watching TV. Let me ask you this question. When you commune over food, does anybody, is anybody holding a cell phone? Um, they could be, but typically they're just glancing down. But um, honestly, if you're really I bet commuting, you are. <laughs> I do actually, are. I keep mine in my back pocket for the most really? part. Really? Yeah. And so I'm that impressed. I know, so I, so that I know if somebody actually really Ooh. calls and it's important, because I have them on a, I have my do not disturb sign up. You'd be proud of me. I have my do not disturb sign up, and it only lets my favorites through, like my kids or something like that. That no wonder I really can't important. reach you when I try to reach you. No, you're on my favorites. Oh, thank you. <laughs> But you know, in the kit in the kitchen, we don't allow cell phones in the kitchen because they're they're a oh, bacteria device. This is the best news I ever heard. So we don't in the commercial wow. kitchen. We can't have cell phones in the kitchen because they're a bacteria device. I and mean, if you have to go wash oh, your hands every two minutes, that's and people right. aren't working. And I need people working, right? So that's paying attention. Great. So if you would, if anybody's listening out there who wants to set up a really fine family unit. If number one rule is no cell phones, not because I'm a mean mom, but because there's bacteria on the cell phone that may end up giving you a bad stomachache or flu or something, well, then you can blame it on some other thing other than being a mean mommy. (laughs) That's a very good point. That's a very good point. And I do know lots of families that have gone to throw the cell phone in the bucket at the door and then they go eat dinner and then oh, they come I back. Love the, oh, I love that. Oh, I They can't get that. their cell phone back until after they get out of the, so they finish Super. the dishes. Wow, those parents ought to win medals. Well, I think even husband wives or you know, whatever, partners, whoever, oh, oh, I think we have to do that a lot more because, you know, like I was mentioning earlier, we go to restaurants and you can see four guys at a table and all four guys are text messaging somebody and then coming back and chit-chatting and then they go back and text message. Like pay attention. Pay attention to, to each other. I went to a party in New York, in this very swanky place, and most of, most of the people there were single, and they all sat around. Now, theoretically, they were going to be there to meet people. I was with my boyfriend. Uh, our other couple friend were, was together. Other than the two of us, the two couples, mm-hmm. we had. Everybody around us, a sea of faces that were buried in their cell phones. Nobody was meeting. That's a shame. Nobody was meeting. And the women. People pay a lot of money to go out and network and do things like that. Well, yeah, they pay a lot of money to be seen looking at their cell phones. What's the problem with it? Well, I think this is where the capital I comes in. I am so important to myself that I am going to put away my cell phone, and let people know who I am. Okay, everybody, do you dare? Is the cell phone a way of hiding because of things that you are a little shy about? Well, maybe embarrassed about, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, I think that um, that's been my, you know, 2017 learning year, right? It's been my really discovering who I am, maybe my capital I, even though I feel very self-confident. Um but also, you know, paying attention, being present in the moment, that's been my, that's my thing. And more transparent, you know, because, you know, I worked in corporate for so long and it is your business life. And I was raised in this household too, right? So mm-hmm. your business life and your professional life or your personal life are separate. You know, I, and I'm learning really, you know, really hard 
that they have to, they are intermingled. You can't, you can't put a brick wall in between that in your mind. I, and you have to really kind of bring them together. I just did a radio show this morning talking about just this topic. Um, I, I do relationships in the bedroom and the boardroom and everything in between. And there is no difference between relationships in the bedroom versus relationships in the boardroom. Everybody wants to be treated with respect, support, and everybody wants success in however success uh, venue they are in. And in order to get to that point, we all have to be able to understand that the line of demarcation doesn't automatically end up falling off this precipice. That line blends very easily with who you are at work. Because if you're not a capital I, when you're alone, you go to work. And you're not going to be a capital I there. And you know who just recently started to speak about this? Sheryl Sandberg, the COO of Facebook. She talked about how women in particular are coming into corporate America after they have graduated from business school. Now, I was a professor in a business school in New York. And I saw this firsthand, how accurate what she's saying is. The women don't want to go for high-level positions of leadership. They are fearful that they are going to be uh, disowned for being not attractive enough. If they're a a big, big uh, leader, they're not going to be attractive enough. They're not going to be seen as being promotable. And they're afraid of that. They're afraid of their own power. It gets back to what Marianne Williamson talked about. The power that you are afraid to actually demonstrate. So uh, Cheryl Sandberg talks about how you have to go back into your life at home and make sure that you have an equal partnership with your partner so you can come into corporate America and be a full human being there. And it That's starts a very out good point, in the home. Because when I was yeah. in corporate America, you would find that, you know, there were less than 1% of female Females. CEOs uh-huh. of large corporations. Because, well, yeah, that's a true statement with mates. And then even even without mates, I mean, the, the women and the, and the men always said it was because um, – they just don't have the chutzpah or they oh, don't no. have the, well, they, they don't want to, they, they don't want to, um, whatever. And I actually heard a couple of women say that they didn't want to do it because the, the actual hassle and crap that they had to deal with was so much that they just said, you know what? It's not worth it to me. Well, that's what they say. The cover for, I don't feel secure enough to go into a leadership role. Nobody will like me. And one of our problems, I said this in one of my books, don't bet on the prince is that, women go after being liked as opposed to men who go after being respected. And we've got to change that. So So we're so worried about being liked. We don't want them to think badly of us. Well, if they go to the respected piece, the the fact that they've been called a B or whatever. Well, who cares? But that's that's where, okay, who is controlling it? That goes back to our previous conversation with who are you an external uh, uh, source of control or are you looking towards 
of control. If somebody calls me a bee, hey, I've been in the media all these years. They've called me worse than that. <laughs> and you know what? It rolls down my back because I am doing the greatest good I possibly can do at the place that I'm at with the information I have. No regrets. I know that. There are no regrets. So getting back to who you are initially sets you up for an equal partnership at home. And for that, I wrote this book, Don't Lie on Your Back for a Guy Who Doesn't Have Yours. And it goes the other way around, too, right? There's guys that lay on their backs for girls that don't have theirs. Well, that's exactly right. And and then the guy turns around and says, oh, she is a witch with a B. (laughs) So, you know, I've heard this. And just because I wrote this for women doesn't mean that men are exempted from following this. You should not have any kind of relationship that is not of equal standing. Now, sometimes it's going to be, you know, 90 uh, 10. Sometimes it is never such a thing as 50-50. One day I don't feel well. Can you take over the chores? Well, I don't even think it's 50-50. In any relationship, I don't think it's 50-50. I think that you have to give not 100%. Continuously. Well, you, you can give 100% okay. all the time. I'm talking about what you give versus, I mean, who's in charge here? So 50-50, we say, should be the model. But it's never the model. It can't be the model. Because one day I may have to work late. Will you take pick up the the the, the gap for, for that uh, you know there is no such thing as of, even steven of, as even steven but in a good partnership we understand that and one of the things if somebody has your back that person will inconvenience himself or herself for you whether you're a man or a woman you want somebody to have your back to inconvenience himself or herself for you even when you're not around. Oh, very good points. And those all things all start with feeling good about yourself. Capital I. And feeling good about yourself is how you feel about yourself internally and externally. And good food. Well, that's going to give you your fuel. That's right. So if you don't feel good about yourself, you're going to put uh, brand X fuel into your body and then you're going to even feel worse well, about I think yourself. That, I think that, you know, one of the things we talked about earlier is the fact that, you know, you, you really stay away from sugar. And I'm, you, you are actually probably 99.9% great with that. Yeah. Whereas I'm probably more like 90% great with that. But, um, you know, people don't understand that the effects of sugar on their bodies is almost as bad as being addicted to cocaine. Oh, I see. Or actually, I think I've seen a couple of studies that say it's worse than being addicted to cocaine <laughs> because, you know, you, 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 people talk about, you know, drugs and so on and how, you know, and they get really focused on uh, illegal drugs. But we have a ton of legal drugs that, oh, we, I think that's worse. that we can have on a regular basis. And yeah. it, the, the addiction and what it does to your brain is so much the same. You're still never going to, no matter how much sugar you eat, you're never going to get that same high as you did the very first time you had it. Of course. And, and then, and so you need more and more and exactly. more. Exactly. And, and then it leads to our obesity problems and our feeling crappy about ourselves yeah. and then not wanting to be in relationships with people or making the, or a lot of times when we feel crappy about ourselves, we point that towards somebody else in order to make ourselves feel better. Oh, well, that's a whole, that's a whole other chapter here. I mean, that's, yeah, right. That's we don't a, have, a, we don't have yeah. a month on the show. That's oh, right. Oh, too bad. But, <laughs> and yeah, suddenly you're pointing the finger at somebody else and you're talking in you language. You did this and you did this and you did this. And when, Versus listen, you know, I, yeah, I, I always say to people who come to me for advice, 
well, okay, who is the consistent party here? And they say, what do you mean? I said, who keeps showing up with this other person? You. Exactly. No, you got two legs. Walk away. You have that power. Yep, yep. And then, you know, when we go back to the discussion about you having your best performance, right? So when you are addicted to sugar or you're addicted to not exercising or you're addicted to television or whatever it is, then and it could be addicted to cutting your toenails. I don't care right, what it is. Right, 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 right. It is that, you know, you don't feel great about yourself. And you have those highs and lows in your day where you just want to take a nap or you want to go off and do something else. And you don't want to be present in the moment and be show up for you your employees, hide. your boss, your partner, your customers, your suppliers, no. whoever that is, no. right? And that doesn't spell success. No. And then doesn't. you'll you'll turn around. That person will turn around and blame the world for being so cruel and blaming oh the economy. Oh, every everybody but me. Very good point. And so we're going to go to a commercial break here. And then when we come back, we're going to wrap up with food helps make you feel better during the day, which helps build your capital I, according to Dr. Gilda. Actually, I agree with her. So according to Dr. (laughs) Gilda and me. And then um, we will wrap up and do a a, a closing. on I'm going to ask you at the very end what your top three things are that you would recommend to anybody for February, the month of love, feeling good about yourself and health as well. Okay. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's Virtual Office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's Virtual Office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's Virtual Office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Too busy to cook? Don't want a grocery shop? Take back your life. Let Witnessing Nature and Food provide you and your family with eco-conscious, organic, tasty, nutritious meals. Headed by internationally trained chef Jennifer Johnson, you will enjoy the helpful food your body craves. Choose from meal prep, meal plans, catering, or cooking class services. Just go to witnessingnature.net. Witnessingnature.net. It's what's in the food that matters. Eat organic. Witnessing nature in everything. Well, welcome back to Food to Love. This is your host, Chef Jennifer Johnson with Witnessing Nature and Food, and I am back with Dr. Gilda. And I think we're going to wrap up this show with health as well. The really, you know, how being healthy can help build your self-esteem. Really how um, if you feel good about yourself, you have good self-esteem, how you can show up better without your devices to your partner of choice. And really how um, we can be better in all relationships whatsoever, not just your partner, even though February is the month of love and it is also, you know, and it's also not just about loving somebody else. It's also about loving yourself. And um, I really want to make sure that it's important that everybody understands that if you don't first love yourself, it makes it really hard for you to show up to somebody else. You can do it for a short period of time, but in the long run, 
all those little bad little demons come back up and, and you end up having other issues. So loving yourself is super important. And I know that our relationship expert, Dr. Gilda, has a lot to say about that, but we don't have all month, so we're going we're gonna <laughs> to wrap that up. What a pity. <laughs> well, the most important relationship that you have is the one with yourself. And that's where everything starts. Because if you love yourself, you will be able to give love and receive love. If you don't love yourself, you won't. Just quickly look in the mirror and see how you're standing. Are you standing tall? Do you think of yourself as a capital I? Or are you this little small I that's judgy? Oh, I, that's not all. <laughs> in you the know, you get judgy when you look I at do, yourself. I do these seminars and I say, how many of you are little eyes, lowercase eyes? Now I want to ask you another question. We have a whole lot of people raising their hands. I want to ask you another question. How many of you know that when you're a lowercase I, you will attract lowercase losers? Oh, ah. that's friends too, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Well, that's the whole other. Yeah, yeah that's so, yeah. every aspect yeah, of your life. Yeah. Um, and and you know when you look in the mirror and you see yourself not as a capital I, change it. It's so instantaneous. You can do it so easily and quickly, and you walk out and world watch out. You know, one thing that I've done for myself, and I noticed it really helped me on days that I was feeling poopy. Um, was that I create a gratitude log. And so every day mm-hmm. I have to write at least one thing that I'm happy for and one thing that I'm thankful for in my mm-hmm. log. And on the days that I feel really down about myself, because you don't feel great about yourself no, all the nobody time, nobody right? does. And I go back and I read through those things, and I'm like, yeah, I go, did those girl. things. I did those things. We can, we're good with that. And right. The person helped me with that, so I know how to solve these problems. And so I think that that is one thing that we may have gotten away from in life with our with our devices is actually sitting down and doing handwritten things. And I'm guilty for it too because I mean I'd rather send an email than than write something down because I get those hand cramps now. I mean I'm not in kindergarten because anymore. You're not used to it. You're not used to well before yeah. I go to sleep every single night. I have what you call a gratitude log. I have a thank you book, and each day, even as crummy as the day may have been. I look at something good that happened, and I'm very grateful for it. That is fantastic. And some days I write in my, my uh, log, it says, I am happy to be north of the dirt today. Oh, that's right. it. <laughs> it doesn't have to be extravagant, right? No, you right? can't you dress can be... well at six feet under. Anyway. <laughs> that's a true statement. No hair and makeup? Oh, no. Who wants that? <laughs> <laughs> that's very important. It's very important to love yourself first. <clears throat> well, if you love yourself, you will certainly eat your kind of food and the things that you cook because you will know that you're getting your your energy from things that are good for your body, foods that will help you with tomorrow. And if you're not planning on tomorrow, well, stay in bed all day. True, true. But yeah, I mean, it's absolutely true that, you know, the more nutritious food we eat, the better we're going to feel. The less highs and lows our bodies are going to, less sugar highs and sugar lows that we're going to have, going to have during the day. And the more we're going to show up and not going to need that afternoon coffee or the afternoon donut to help pick up oh, our sugar. I don't need any of sugar. those. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, you, know, you don't need those. You don't feel like you need those things if, you, if you're eating right. You're really feeling like you get everything. It doesn't mean you stop the craving. The craving is 
lactose intolerant so I, I really don't eat and I love 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 all these delicious uh, things like cottage cheese so I, I was out with my sister recently and she said oh, I just want the chocolate cake oh I could kill for a piece of chocolate cake I said not I not I at all no, I need I need small curd cottage cheese she said Everybody's we're going gonna to lock you up <laughs> No, I, I, was a, I was a little girl that came through my booth one day, and she's like, I'm like, we have chocolate chip cookies. She goes, yeah, I'm not a chocolate person. I'm like, a little girl said that? Girl Whoa. Said, I'm not a chocolate chip person. I'm like, oh. Wow. Well, that's like a one in a million. Yeah, you're not kidding. Oh, maybe puberty will kick in. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's super important that we love ourselves. And, you know, February being the month of love and health as well. Because, you know, if you don't treat yourself well, all that money on doctors and prescriptions later in life, right? And so it's important that we, and it all starts with food. What you put in, people used to say when you're a little girl, right? You are what you eat. And everybody's like, yeah, whatever. I'm not an apple. <laughs> right? But as you get older, it's like my, you know, our ages, and we look at it, we go, you know, maybe that apple is looking pretty good. Maybe yeah. the doctor a day, the apple a day keeps the doctor away means something, right? But, um, you know, I eat. It is just, it's so important about what we put in our bodies and so that we don't have to spend all that time at the doctor or taking prescriptions or feeling bad. I mean, of course stuff happens, right? But food is, food is one piece of it. And a good mindset is another piece because your mind, if it has poopy stuff in it, you're going to create your own cancer things and other illnesses that you could have. But the desire to get your kind of organic menus comes first from the mindset that I'm going to blanket myself in love today. And it doesn't have to be February 14th or the month of February. It has to be 365 days of the year. You can't be cheating. Your body doesn't know what day it is. Yeah, but it all starts. Let's say they're not doing it 365 days a year. It so 360? But let's say it starts with small, simple steps that you can do every day to create new habits for yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't have to boil the ocean to decide, oh, I'm going to go be XYZ person tomorrow, because that's not going to happen. You can do it for two weeks, and then you're back to where you were at. You should always start with little tiny goals that are fulfillable, that are measurable, that you can see a big difference in just little tiny things. Yep, yep, exactly. Like I told people, you know what? If you're drinking a case of soda a week, uh, drink three a week. That's right. Right? And then, you know, you get a little bit, you know, that's like your, that's like your reward for being good. See, I used to drink soda when I was uh, younger. And uh, now, today, I can't even get that stuff down. I can't either. No, it's, it makes it... it Somehow along the line, I grew up and understood that nutrition is very, very important. And then I met you. And And I I was so still. I know. (laughs) She she beats me, and all my wishes are fulfilled. (laughs) (laughs) And that's because we're coming up on February Love Month. There we go. Yes. So if you had three tips. To give our users today to wrap up this show, what would they be? Okay. The moment you get out of bed, say, I love myself with a capital I. 
number one. Number two, proceed into the next room that you're going to go in and think about what you're going to ingest in the I love you body today. Make a food plan for that day. If that's too much to do, make it for the next few hours. See how well you can stick to that. And three, understand and accept that the locus of your control in your body is you, internal control. No matter what anybody else says outside of you, you are the most important person because you're walking around with a capital I. That is a very good tip. Let's repeat those. So the first one is you're going to wake up in the morning and you're going to say, I Love, love myself. myself. Capital I. Capital I. Positive affirmations. Okay. The second thing is you're you going to do. walk into, where, where are you going? To the kitchen? What do you usually ingest? Coffee? Acid? In your stomach? You know, <laughs> they say, you know, they say, and it's just a little off topic here, but just a little side stream. They say if you eat a handful of almonds first thing in the morning, it'll just take in blood, it'll, it'll um, balance your blood sugar all day mm-hmm. long and you won't have those extreme cravings. But I, I totally believe it. I, I That's what morning. I do. So maybe yeah. instead of before you hit your coffee, I know another trick, too, is to make sure that you not only eat the almonds, but have a glass of water mm-hmm. before you have your coffee. Mm-hmm. It fills you up, and that way you don't want to drink a pot of coffee. You want to just have yeah. a little bit. I know yeah. that some days I'm, I like coffee a lot, and some days I just like two sips is all I want. Oh, I can't drink caffeine anymore. I know you can't. I, I mean, I got rid of it. I, I did. I had to have my caffeine fix every morning, yep, yep. and then I made myself my fix. There you go. So we are into one of Wake Up and I Love, love myself, myself with a capital I. And then we go to the next stage of getting something nutritious preparing, to eat and creating a my plan, food for, the plan day. for the day. Or for the next few hours. For the next few hours, right? Okay. And me, I prep do my meal preps on Monday so that I have all my mixtures of things to do all week Perfect. so I have no choices. Perfect. And then number three, you must vow to make your locus of control internal because everybody around you is going to have an up day or a bad day or a terrible day or scream at you while you're in the car or something. Are you going to accept that as your reality? Get off it. You're better than that. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is such a true statement. So Dr. Gilda, tell people how to get a hold of you. Oh, it's so simple. My website, drgilda.com, D-R-G-I-L-D-A dot com. And if you want some quickie advice, in half-hour segments, I can solve a lot of things in a half an hour. I learned that on TV, how to do sound bites quickly and assessments really quickly. So uh, come talk to me. You won't be sorry. You have, a, you have a spot on that page so that they can get a hold of you? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You can register for a private session. Perfect. That is awesome. As always, I love having you as a really close friend, and I, I really enjoy you being on the, on the show with me. And I'm sure thank this is not too. the last time that you'll be on the show. Oh, Thank you so much girl. for joining us. And I hope that everybody has a fantastic February, the month to love yourself first, and then get off the devices and spend time with your friends, your partners, your loved ones, your family, you know, and really just connect. And if there's no one around, spend beautiful time with yourself. Absolutely. 
absolutely a true statement. I don't think we spend enough time alone. I think we sometimes we're yeah. afraid of being alone, and I Ooh. think that, that's probably a whole other show. So that's another. Anyway, <laughs> but anyways, no, thank you so much, and I and, and I just want to make sure that everybody knows that we all love you. So love us on social media and. And oh, we yeah, will, and we're all on social media. Yeah, exactly. Like us on social media, and we will love you back. Happy February. Happy February. Too busy to cook? Don't want a grocery shop? Take back your life. Let Witnessing Nature and Food provide you and your family with eco-conscious, organic, tasty, nutritious meals. Headed by internationally trained chef Jennifer Johnson, you will enjoy the helpful food your body craves. Choose from meal prep, meal plans, catering, or cooking class services. Just go to witnessingnature.net. Witnessingnature.net. It's what's in the food that matters. Eat organic. Witnessing nature in everything.